Okay. Uh, I just called the producer. Uh, he has fed me uh, uh, exactly what to do. So in any minute now, we should be able to clear this up here. I clicked on this box. I was I was trying to uh, get something nice for the show, and uh, an, an ad came up for uh, something that I thought would be really a great little like piece art piece for my background, um, and I it, it was very expensive, and now my computer is behaving very poorly. Oh, was it one of those new uh, NFTs? I, yeah, it was an NFT. I was going to buy it and frame it um and 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 hang it up on the wall i don't know what what that means per se but it looked it was a silly joke uh just like a a cartoon guy saying like i'm bored and and i thought how silly i'll hang that here uh i i I put a lot of money in it i don't know i should it should be here by now but also my computer has just been misbehaving ever since um you bought that nft on a reputable marketplace or why well, it was an ad i bought it from an ad cool it'll be fine you know it's fine um play the ad and then we'll just go live okay uh i'll play the ad it's this one right here oh oh you mean the ad for the show okay uh sorry uh Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ask the Pokedexperts. This is a legally distinct show from any other show you might have heard with a similar title that is part of the Celios Business Podcast Network. This show is not, I repeat, not part of the Celios Business Podcast Network. Entirely unrelated. I'm your uh, co-host, one of the Pokedexperts. Uh, my name is Anthony Reed, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, one of the Pokedexperts, uh, the foremost scientist in uh, Pokemon sociology, biology, and social biology. Uh, his new book is going to knock your socks off. Uh, this, this new book is going to be maybe the greatest printed material on Pokemon biology that has ever been published. I can't wait to read a word of it. I, I think it's going to be uh, uh, just so special, so unique. And so such a, f- a breath of fresh air from sort of the drought we've been facing. Uh, Mike Ellison, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for uh, that amazing intro. Um, you know, I'm feeling really, really confident about the book and it's coming along really well. Um, you know, I'm sure uh, any minute now I'll be able to put the finishing touches on it and it definitely won't be, you know, um, there won't be any delay in getting it out to, uh, to the people who need to see it, uh, and read it. And uh, yeah, Anthony, I agree. I think this book is going to be very, very special. Uh, 
you know, you know what they say, uh, the amount of work that you put into something, uh, you can really tell with the quality on the other side of it, you know? I, I think that's a great point. You know, some people in the past may have accused you of churning books out rather fast sure. uh, and not spending the time and care that was required for uh, good Pokemon reporting. Now, those people aren't allowed back on the show for many reasons. Uh, but, uh, uh, what professor crumb had to say about you wasn't as important as the fact that the stuff that you were producing was such high quality. And now this book, which you're putting all of this focus and attention and time and effort into so much time is going to be so, so good. Uh, I'm, I, you know, and you say you'll get it soon to everyone who, who needs it to be able to read it. That's everyone. That's that's everyone in the world needs to read this book. Everyone needs to see this book. So yeah, uh, pre-order uh, your copies. Uh, get out there and 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 get 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 yourself this book. It's it's yeah. vital. Yeah, pre-orders are almost. Uh, they are almost going up. Uh, it is it is close to that time. Uh, I'm sure. Uh, you know the my editor just needs a little bit more before we can uh, start that pre-order process, but. I have a feeling it'll be coming any, any minute now. Uh, well, not any minute now, but uh, you know, any, any time now, uh, just any time at all. Uh, that book will be working its way through the system. I'm sure. I can't wait. Oh, me. Uh, I've got to tell you, Mike, uh, now that I've spent some time living alone, uh, this is, it's pretty great. I don't know why more people don't do this uh, living alone thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I vaguely recall a conversation or two that you and I had about that. Um, and I'm glad to have, I'm glad to hear that you are uh, experiencing a joy from that. Yeah. I, uh, you know, sometimes uh, you, know, you eat something and then you leave the dishes by the sink and you can just leave them. No one's going to tell you. No. Uh, you. That's true. No one will tell you no. Uh, you know, once you, once you've washed the dish and then you you set it aside. Uh, you know, you can always just grab that clean dish again the next time that you want to eat something. Well, yeah, but I mean, if you're busy. Yeah. You don't have to put it all the way away into the cabinet. I mean. Well, no, I wouldn't put it in the cabinet. It'd still get food on it. So that would be really weird, right? Yeah, that that would be very strange. Uh, your mom's not coming back, Anthony. I mean, I I first of all, that's not for certain. I mean, uh, this thing with her boyfriend could—it's volatile. It could end literally at a moment's notice. Uh, and so you know, I, I'm. I have left a lot of stuff, you know, her stuff in its place, you know, for when she, when that falls apart inevitably, she's going to need a place to go. She's going to be a place to stay. And and so, uh, Will you, uh, just give me real quick before we get into the, the topic of the day. Uh, would you just give me one example of the volatility of that relationship? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Here's a great example. Okay. Sure. We, we went out to dinner uh, a few a few months ago. Okay, the three of us. Okay. Um, and uh, 
my mom sat down at the table. The waitress yeah. came over. Uh, the waitress asked my mom's boyfriend what he would like to eat. Uh, and then he answered. And then he said, what would you like to my mom? Like, you don't know her well enough to know what she's going to order. Like, she uh, always gets the same thing. Like, you should know her if you're going to have her move in with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so what's the Pokemon we're talking about today, Anthony? Today's Pokemon is Lilligant. Uh, yeah. uh, the Lilligant's a very wow. exciting Pokemon for us to talk about. Um, so Lilligant is, according to the Pokedex, of course, uh, on average, it is a three foot, seven inch Pokemon, and it weighs 35.9 pounds. Uh, and I'll tell you, Mike, I don't know uh, your experience with Lilligant, but there are some great questions, some great questions about the flowering Pokemon from the community. Uh, oh, and I'm I very bet, excited. Anthony. Yeah, uh, I'm also very excited. You know, uh, Lilligant is my favorite Pokemon. I'm so glad that we get to answer these questions. You know, uh, of course... There are a lot of questions around about Lilligan. A lot of a lot of questions about how to properly care for them, and so I'm I'm very I'm very excited for this conversation. Uh, I'm I'm very hopeful that someday we will get to talk about my favorite Pokemon. But uh, you know, every, I, I'm just so thrilled that we get to talk about your favorite Pokemon today. Me too. Uh, uh, this week is such a special week for me. Uh, not to say that other weeks aren't, right? But it's not every week I get to talk about my favorite Pokemon. And so this is a big deal. Yes. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, then I think we should just jump right in. Let's do it. Let's take the first question from the community. What's the first question that we got about Lilligant this week? Well, let's look. Let's see here. Uh, the first question from the community is Lilligant Mobile. Uh, is it able to move around? I am planning to farm them for their flowers and I need to know how much to invest in fencing and or chains. Mm. Uh, great question. That's a great question from the question asker, you know, um, great question. Great question. Because of course, as, as we all know, right. Sometimes when you have a plant and it's planted there, uh, Maybe it's facing in one direction, uh, and then as it gets sun throughout the day, it tilts, right? Mm, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that movement can be pretty drastic for a lot of plants. Of course, where this is a grass-type Pokemon, as we know, um, Pokemon typically tend to be mobile. So yes, uh, investing in a you know a fence probably a heavy duty chain to keep that fence closed from predators uh is definitely you know a definitely a wise choice uh you do want to be careful with the types of chains that you use of course because if if the lilligant's limbs were to get caught inside that chain it could definitely do some damage to it and so you know you want to make sure that uh if you're going to use chain of any kind to keep that fence closed uh, that you want to go ahead and wrap that chain in some sort of protective sheathing, uh, whether you use, uh, you know, so I've seen some enterprising folks use shrink wrap uh, around the outside of those chain links to make sure that there are no gaps. Clever. Uh, personally, I am a fan of a hasp and lock sy system, but, you know, 
to each their own, right? However you want to secure your fencing for your property is by all means on you. So this uh, questioner, this member of the community talks about a, a Lilligant farm. Um, sure. Obviously. Uh, go ahead. No, uh, tell me, Anthony, what is obvious? What is obvious to me is that there is a flower on Lilligant. Mm -hmm. um, and that that flower is quite unique from uh, other flowers you might find, other uh, creatures. Uh, how safe is Lilligant farming? And uh, how sustainable is something like that? Those are great questions, Anthony. Wow. Um, so I think it's important when we define farming what we really mean, right? And I'm sure in this day and age, that question is like, uh, you know how, you know how when you uh, adopt an animal and maybe uh, you don't have the resources to take care of that animal the way that you probably should, you know mm. what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and then your, uh, your children kind of ask, oh, well, where did that animal go when you say, oh, we sent them to the farm, right? And what you really mean is you you found the appropriate shelter to bring them to, right? Like a rescue society uh, where you're able to, uh, you know, surrender an animal that you don't have the resources to care for. Uh, I... I was under the impression that was not necessarily what that phrase meant. That's what that phrase means in our house. You know, whenever the kids uh, get it in their heads that, you know, oh, I would love to adopt a pig. And then, you know, we, I mean, look at the house, right? You, you can't have a pig here. Well, look at how nice everything is. Look at all the nice things I have behind me. There's no way that I could keep a pig in a house like that, right? Yes, right. No, obviously. And so as the pig grows beyond the size that we thought it was going to be when we got it, uh, you know, we have to find a place to rehome it ethically. Uh, because, you know, ethics with animals and ethics with Pokemon are, they're so close, right? And so it's really important that we model the behavior that we want to see in our children when they talk about Pokemon. Uh, and so even with standard base animals uh we want to make sure that we do the right things with those animals and so we took that pig to the farm uh it's actually a pig rescue uh where you know it was able to play with hundreds of other pigs like it i i just think in, generally speaking when someone says that it's typically a euphemism for the creature having died but parents who don't want to explain death to their children. No, that's ridiculous. No one would use that word like that. Death is a natural part of life, and my children understand that and are very uh, fine with that. Okay. I okay. don't understand. I don't understand why parents would. Uh, okay, so look, and I know this isn't ask the parent expert here. No, and, and I'm not a parent, so I I don't know anyway. But are a parent, and you're using phrases to hide your children from death. Stop. 
So like when right I was now. when I was a kid, right? When I was a kid, my mother we had a pet. Uh, it, it was a, a torchic, a pet torchic that used to uh, bounce around in the house. Uh, the torchic set fire to the curtains a few times, uh, and then the torchic disappeared. And I asked about the torchic, and I was told that it went to go live on on a farm. Um, I'm sure that's uh, because your mother brought it to a torchic rescue. Well, a few years later, I did find the torchic in the back Anthony. garden in a box. Be careful. We are live right now on twitch.tv slash SRSBIZ underscore network. I th- I th- yes. you are of an age where Pokemon protection, uh, you know, those rights and statutes have been around for about as long as we've been alive. And so and, and I don't think anything untoward happened. Primidate your mother. No, Just no, no, no. Remember that. I don't think anything untoward happened. But I will also say that at one point when my father was not around as much and I asked where he went, she said he had also gone to the farm. Um, but I haven't seen him since. So I, I'm just saying there's there's some some question marks uh, that I would have to really string together there. So uh, I, I just. Anthony. Yeah. When your mom moved in with her boyfriend. Yes. Were they moving to the city or the country? Um, they, well, they actually, they moved. Well, so they actually live next door. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she didn't move to the farm, uh, if that was your implication. Uh, was no, no. Concern, yeah. Uh, but no, they actually live next door. So every once in a while I will go out, uh, onto the porch and I will just look next door and I'll be like, you know, I see him out there mowing the lawn, which, uh, then he mows my lawn. Um, and then, or, or he's out there like, you know, gardening and pulling weeds and he pulls weeds out of my garden. Like, I don't need you to pull weeds out of my garden guy. Um, um were those weeds in your garden? Yeah. I mean, there were weeds in the garden. Yeah. There were so a lot of weeds in the garden. Someone had to pull them. I mean, I don't, what, what's the difference between the flowers and the weeds? They're both just plants. You know what I'm saying? I, I it's not fair to pick some plants because they're pretty and then throw other plants away because you don't like them. Uh, just leave the weeds. Right. Um, oh, we got another question right. here. Um, right. my Pokedex says, you know, th- so this question is, is a great question and, uh, uh, I'm very excited to have it. You know, I have a very particular, uh, field of study when it comes to Pokemon. Uh, my Pokedex says that Lilligant has a 100% female population. How do they reproduce? Uh, which is a great question. Great question. Just a great question. And um, Anthony, uh, given your excitement in this field of study, uh, let's talk about Lilligant reproduction. What do you know about it? So here's what I would say. I have a pretty extensive experience um, studying and researching Pokemon and their reproductive cycles, uh, and their, their reproductive capabilities. And from the, uh, observations I've made and the experience that I have, uh, no matter what you do to try to get to Lilligant to mate, uh, they're not going to, 
they're not going to be able to mate. And obviously this Pokemon has to reproduce asexually, just like uh, every Pokemon I've ever observed attempt to reproduce has reproduced asexually. So uh, scientifically speaking, there's no other option here. That's a great insight that you have there, Anthony. Uh, and I can't wait to see you test out that hypothesis more and learn a little bit more about the scientific method, of course. Uh, it is true uh, that every Lilligant does contain uh, female sex like organs. Uh, and, you know, the, uh, the entire community has agreed uh, to classify Lilligan as 100% female. That said, uh, in the same way, remember how we talked about, gosh, for, no. Remember how a show called Ask the Pokedexpert talked forever ago about the difference between a Bulbasaur and an Oddish? Oh, that was long, long ago. Uh, it's a similar situation, actually, for a Lilligant uh, when they evolve into, or when they, in their pre-evolution state as Petalil, right? Of course, uh, you know, Lilligant isn't going to create more Lilligans, you know? Um, that's just not the way Pokemon science works. And so uh, when you when you see those bulbs kind of sprouting, um, the way that that happens is actually by Lilligant itself uh, releasing those spores into the ground. Oh, so it reproduces asexually then? Technically, yes. That is two for two on Pokemon reproductive cycles that result in asexual reproduction. Um, Very proud of you, Anthony. And so I think reasonable conclusions can be drawn. Um, Certainly. Uh, so great. That's that answer. That's how, that's how hundred percent female, they are still reproducing. I've got another question here. Uh, is Lilligant royalty? She wears a crown. So I want to show the proper respectful greeting. Do I bow or do I curtsy? Great questions. Great question. Wow. Great question. It, this does remind me of a lot of conversations we've had about, uh, personification of Pokemon, you know, and giving them human traits based on the things that we see. But in this case, in typical Lilligant societies, yes, uh, compared to the other grass type Pokemon that they tend to uh, have in their societies, right? Lilligant tend to assume the, uh, the position of leadership within those communities. And so, uh, depending on your local customs, it certainly makes sense that maybe you might bow to one. Um, or curtsy, depending on, again, uh, your local customs, right? Uh, Pokemon customs are, you know, a whole field of study. Uh, obviously, the soci sociology side of uh, my degree uh, focused a lot on that, right? And the way that they build out these societies. Um, depending on where you are and what uh what region of the world you're in some lilligant prefer a firm eye contact hmm. other lilligant never look them in the eye i also think it's important to note here um that the a reminder that the previous king of galar 
had a Lilligant as the royal Pokemon. Uh, and so uh, that one too, you would probably bow or curtsy to as it is uh, almost, you know, I mean, it is part of the royal family. Um, I mean, was. I bow every time I meet, every time I meet with the King of Kanto and, you know, come across his Arcanine, uh, I bow to the Arcanine. That's uh, like it. it's an intimidating animal. Uh, so sure. I mean, an intimidating Pokemon. I I'm no whoa. I don't blame you for that behavior. Um, very large. Uh, yes. Which actually leads into this next question very nicely. Um, I accidentally let my Lilligant into my fertilizer shed, and now it's a whopping twelve feet tall, and near as I can tell, nearly a thousand pounds. Is Congratulations. This... That's amazing. That's uh, that is amazing. A specimen. Wow. You must be so proud. Ah, that's awesome. Uh, you should submit that information to record keeping. You know, uh, I'm sure people would love to see that. Uh, in fact, I would take that Pokemon to your local fair and show everyone just how enormous that Lilligant has grown to be. Well, and they asked, is this Lilligant still tournament legal? I have to assume they're talking about some sort of large Lilligant tournament, uh, which, sure. of course, um, unless unless you have used performance enhancing fertilizers, uh, right. fertilizers that, uh, you know, that use banned. Yes. Right. You, you can't use any of the banned stuff. You know, none of that. None of the clear fertilizer, none of the cream fertilizer. Uh, you've got to stay away from those. You've got to stay away from any fertilizer that ends in a wall. Uh, those tend to be uh, enhanced with other uh, performance enhancing uh, elements to them. And so, yeah, just check the check the ingredients list on your fertilizer. If you have any questions, you can always send the UPC and the label to your local uh, your local Pokemon size judging uh body and they can let you know one way or another now if you are in the position of the question asker where like you accidentally let that happen that's okay right um it's not like it's a crime to grow your lilligant too large but you certainly would not be eligible to enter them into any sort of uh size competition uh, except maybe open and in some regions, right? Yeah, I, I, it's important to note that the other thing that to avoid here, there are some uh, fertilizers that use uh, remnants of uh, seaweed and whale lord. Um, and and uh, anytime you get into whale lord growth hormone, like you're going to trip, mm. you may trip some sensors, even if you haven't explicitly used the growth hormone. Uh, because of the uh, whale lord used in the fertilizer, um, right. so just, be very careful. Just because of those levels, right? And so, if you you happen to have a high whale lord content uh, fertilizer, maybe bring the bag with you when you go to compete, just so that everybody knows you're not full of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I should note that while there were in the past some difficulties with whale lord uh, fertilizer. Um, that the, the fertilizers now, a whale lord is so large that they only, they can harvest naturally occurring, uh, deceased whale lords to turn into fertilizer. And there's just more than enough, uh, naturally occurring, uh, death amongst the whale lord population that it, it's really about using, 
uh, all of the Whale Lord. Certainly. Uh, and, you know, for the folks at home that might not be uh, quite so, uh, you know, studied on Whale Lord, a uh, typical cause of death is just by crushed by sheer volume of itself, right? Its internal organs can't take the pressure inside of it. Uh, and that's very common once they reach a certain size. Uh, Mike, I want to thank you. We've, we've reached our time. Uh, and so I just want to thank you for. I feel like we only took a couple of questions tonight, Anthony. Well, they were just, they were very, very deep questions that we really needed to dig into. I do have one more. If you want to do one more, I have one more. Yeah, let's do one or two more. Let's, let's knock out as many of these as we have. Um, uh, is there any way to stop my Lilligant from shedding its flower and leaves every fall? Uh, it looks like a weird stick person and it creeps everyone out. It's a great question. Um, it is a great question. I'm glad we did talk about this one last question. I, me too. It, it uh, is a great question. It, and it's an important one to address because I think there are two, two pieces involved here, right? Uh, one of the question, one of the, the question within the question that I'm hearing is, am I in the right climate for my Lilligant? And if your Lilligant is shedding, especially on an annual cycle, chances are you're not, uh, you know. It's a great uh, point. It's a great point, if Mike. You're, if you're outside of the tropics, it can be very difficult to uh, maintain a healthy Lilligant. And so... Yeah, properties can be a little expensive, but you got to put your, uh, you know, your care on your Pokemon at the forefront of your mind. Now, that said, we do know that Lilligant live outside of the tropics, of course. Uh, we see them all the time in the wintertime. Um, and I think it's okay that they show their thin, emaciated form outside you know, of those perfect blooming days, right? Uh, I don't get mad at the oak in my front yard when it loses its, loses its leaves in the, in the fall. Uh, I appreciate the shade that it gave me in the summer, you know? That's what I was going to say, is that I feel like the, uh, yes, a Lilligant is a beautiful creature. Uh, Certainly. One with of the most petals and leaves and oh so beautiful uh but yes sometimes you know the the petals fall away the the flower doesn't bloom the leaves fall off and uh it's important to love that lilligant just as much as when they are a spindly stick uh as when they're in, in full blossom i mean both of those it's a creature and you have to make sure you are uh, giving it the same level of of love and care um and anthony we just got one more in the chat here it says uh so how good is lilligant for a sad lad uh, uh that's a great question uh mike um you know i think a little you know mike, mike, mike maybe we should just maybe we should just wrap it up maybe maybe we should just wrap it up uh i think lilligan is a great it's a great pokemon for a sad boy you know uh the, the flowering and the the it says salad mike it says salad oh this has been ask the pokedex experts 
you can find us every Tuesday night, 9.30, on twitch.tv slash srsbiz underscore network, where you can find us anywhere that that podcasts are found. Um, Next week, we will be talking about um, Onyx. The Pokemon we'll be discussing will be Onyx. So we'll, uh, I guess, see you then. Question right! Ah! It's a salad. Salad, Mike! I see it now. I'm under a lot of pressure. (laughs) Serious business.